0: conversation with myself in the mirror. So where did this even come from? So I coined it and decided to take it to another level. I was doing about 30 minute to 90 minute videos where something would come on my heart that I felt like I needed to deal with in the mirror and then I would share it. And it was a pretty cool experience because people um, really took to it. And I was like, okay. And I remember somebody coming into my inbox and she said, You should coin this. And I was like, Okay. So I just kept it going. And it was very therapeutic for me because I was walking through, you know, certain things in my life where I felt like I just needed to really self reflect. There were wounded areas in my heart. There was a lot of things that were triggering me. And these last uh, two years have been really, really rough on me because I felt like I kept getting hit from left to right with so many things that were that was happening in my life. And I also had made the transition, for those of you who um, know me, I made the transition from Dear Single Mommy to just me, just Audrey Renee. And I changed over, you know, my social media and just kind of was in this rebranding, but not on purpose. And what I believe what was happening was I was hiding behind being a single mother. And I had become a victim of my story. Um, It wasn't just, you know, told just to share and encourage other moms. It was me hiding behind this single mom. And this is my story, but there was so much more to me. There was so much more to me. And so when I made that transition, I started to become who God called me to be. And I'm still becoming, you know, people, you know, ask the question, you know, can you tell me something about yourself? And I'll tell them, you know, I am goofy. I love talking. I love beaches. And if I'm honest, I am still discovering Audrey. And it's a beautiful feeling. And so every day, I'm discovering something I like. Every day, I'm discovering something I enjoy, something that makes me laugh. I'm just discovering Audrey. And it's a beautiful place to be in. So on this podcast, it's no makeup, you know, um, no No fancy stuff. I just simply wanted to just kind of just relax on my couch and just talk. Um, I didn't want it to be anything that was just razzle dazzle. I wanted to be as natural as possible. And so with that being said, let's kick it off with the first conversation that I've had with myself in the mirror of my daughter. I believe that our children are mirrors. They show you your behavior as an adult. They show you how you communicate. They show you how you think. They show you what you do. If your room is messy, their room will be messy. If you talk a certain way, they talk a certain way. And I think it's very hard for um, parents to recognize that, but I feel like it's an important important thing for you to notice because it really shows you who you are. Because as they grow up, the only place they could have learned their behaviors, their language, how they think is in your house because they they've seen you majority of the time they're picking up on all of our (laughs) all of all of who we are and so the first conversation that I had with with myself was with my daughter and I remember trying to reference when I was a little girl and trying to share with her something and I was like oh my gosh there is some trauma there there is some experiences there that i just kind of left and and they just grew up with me they just i just carried them with me into adult and so as i'm talking to my daughter i'm having this mirror reflection moment and i'm as i'm telling her i'm also healing me giving myself permission to be confident in who i am and i was just blown away so i started doing you know the videos and i started um really constantly seeing myself in the mirror one of the first things i saw with myself in the mirror is that i've dealt with um is rejection rejection hit me really really hard and let me share a story with you it's gonna sound crazy but it is what it is so um let's just start here me and my father we had an amazing relationship when i was little I used to sing Tony Braxton to the back of his Lincoln, his Mark Lincoln, okay? He um, he had a sports car before that that was red, and then he had a Mark Lincoln, and it was it was like a silver color. He always kept his car clean, um, always made sure the inside was clean. It was beautiful. And I used to sing Tony Braxton, like I wrote her music for her, okay? And he used to, like, cheer me on. He'd be like, go, baby, and just cheering me on, just making me feel good as his little girl. And he would take me over our... You know, um, my mom and him, his friends' houses, and he would tell me to sing. And I mean, he just blew me up, okay? There was nothing I couldn't do when I was a little girl. But it, that relationship began to shift after I found myself getting older, and we weren't as intimate in our father and daughter relationship as we once were. And so I didn't know how to talk to my dad. I didn't know how to interact with him. I was constantly looking for him to do what he did when I was a little girl, which was to say, I'm beautiful. I would literally go get my hair done. And I would run up the stairs just to hear my dad compliment me. And he never said anything. He either nodded or he looked and then he just. And I was always hoping that one day he would say something, right? Well, I remember this instance where it was this little boy thought you we thought we was doing stuff in fifth grade and he was um asking me to be his girlfriend all right so i'm like excited because it's like okay my first boyfriend okay and he asked me to be his um his girlfriend and um I remember that day so well because um he used to come by my classroom make me laugh he used to do all these things and i used to laugh and i used to see him and i used to get so excited well probably with that next week he had dumped me in front of people and he decided to date another little girl and i remember that moment and that feeling um because there was a lot of things that happened in that moment um and as a little girl, I've never experienced that, so I didn't know how to take that, right? And I really didn't know how to communicate that to my you know, my my mother or my father. I didn't know how to communicate any of this stuff. So I just kind of kept it inside. But what I kept inside had grew and became a wounded area. And rejection had seemed to be men in any form or in any way um i always kind of always felt like i was being rejected like they were choosing something else over me they were choosing another woman over me and i just kept that going in my head and so there were moments of a lot of triggers and then um after i had my daughter that same thing happened to me again and it was just it was it was really a hard blow and i didn't know what to take from it or, or i didn't have anybody to walk me through it i just kept it inside and i realized that that wounded area of rejection was chipping off at me and it was making me it was making me devalue who i was as a woman it was making me devalue that i didn't deserve a relationship Um, that I wasn't good enough. It just kept chipping at my confidence all since I was since fifth grade. So what I did was I started to play off of my gifts and my gifts made me confident. So, you know, when I did spoken word, it was my gift that made me feel confident and made me feel wanted and made me feel not rejected. And um, I would just hide behind my gifts. And so it was very, very hard on me. And I didn't know what it was. You know, it was something that was a seed sown in in elementary school and grew. And I still didn't receive what I wanted to receive from my father. So I didn't know how to maybe choose the right men in my life. um, Any compliment a man probably gave me made me feel like, oh my God, he thinks I'm beautiful. Um, Anything that a man gave me, it was like, oh my God, he likes me. Um, And then when anything happened, it would trigger me. It would like... It would trigger me in ways. And so I, at the age of 34, I started to really dig in a root rejection and change my perspective of what a lot of those things that happened in my life truly meant and, you know, walk myself through the moments where I felt the most rejected I walked myself through the moments when I felt like, you know, something occurred that made me feel a certain type of way. And knowing that I had power over that, that I didn't have to think that way and I didn't have to lose my, I could gain my confidence back. Um, and so, you know, that was, a, that was, you know, that was a conversation with myself that I had with my daughter wanting her to feel confident in who she was, telling her that people are gonna reject you, but it has nothing to do with you. And more so has everything to do with them. And then sometimes people are gonna reject you because they just, that's just, you're not what they want. You know um and so just still unpacking what rejection is and learning that it is protection you know learning that it is um you know a part of it's not time yet right just learning all the things and not taking rejection personally that you're gonna hear, no's, that you're going to hear, yeah. no, you know you just it, it just it, that rejection comes with life, and it's not to be taken personally. It's not to chip at at your confidence. It's just a part of life. I believe that if my dad if my dad had spoke to me in the same manner continuously growing up, that he continued to to um you know identify me as beautiful and then push me to make sure that I knew that I was beautiful. I feel like it's a powerful thing, why? Because when Adam was put on earth with a job to name the animals, he wasn't just there to just name them. He was operating in his power and authority to call something what it was and to name it. And then he even from there to Eve being um, Eve being you know um, formed, he um, or, or created, he called her woman. And that to me is a powerful statement when you're called, when he called her woman. And um, that's what I received from it. So, so for me, I feel like God is teaching me that I am a woman and my name and, you know, the purpose of why I'm here. You know, my, my mother and father didn't plan for me to be here. They did. And seven years apart from my sister, they did not plan for me to be here. But God had a purpose and a plan for me. And so as I'm stepping into becoming this woman that God has created me to be, I want to say that it simply can start with just a conversation with yourself in the mirror. I think a lot of us need to go back to self-reflection, self-reflecting and identifying and having those conversations in, with God about what we see in the mirror and who he sees us as. Because a lot of times we're looking through a natural mirror. I am the reflection of my father in heaven. (laughs) Should I catch that? I'm a reflection of my father in heaven. He is the mirror that I need to look into. The mirror of his word, the mirror of his heart, the mirror of his love. And so conversations with myself in the mirror is not just you looking through this natural mirror. is looking is beyond that mirror because that mirror shows you every blemish that mirror shows you you know how big you are i'm not saying that that mirror you know doesn't you know help us make sure we have a skincare routine and a workout routine okay but sometimes where it truly starts is the mirror of your heart and whenever i give god my heart um he reflects his heart and so I'm excited, y'all, about conversation with myself in the mirror. Um, we will have guests coming on soon. Um, we will just, we're just gonna flow in this um, and I'm just gonna let God have his way. But the goal is for me to always ask you this question. I want you to make sure that today you have a conversation with yourself in the mirror and. Ask God to show you his reflection that he has created in you as we were created in his image. All right. Thanks for listening. Until next time, my name is Arja Renee, and this is Conversations with Myself in the Mirror podcast.